Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. And like a lot of things going on in in at least America, but 2020 has just been a world like or a year like never before. I I do believe I know for me it's been weird. I've never experienced a year like this. I know yeah. a lot of, like dad's mentioned multiple times, whether on the podcast or not. The the thing we're going through with the pandemic and all that, that's something we've never seen before, or at least not in a hundred years. Right. And then on top of that, we have the the different protests going on. And I really think you're going to see history books. Like I remember, like I, we grew up in Texas. We had a chapter just dedicated to Texas history. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just a chapter dedicated to 2020. Yeah. I 100% point. agree. I mean, 100%. And so... We want to get into, this is a little bit of a different episode, and we want to get into a little bit, I I think I can, I know for me, I was going to maybe try to write down some notes and try to get my thoughts on like a piece of paper, but I think I just want to talk to you guys openly and candidly and just kind of have an open conversation. And a lot's going on in the world, and I know specifically, LJ, a lot's going on in Chicago right yeah. now with some of the protests there. Yeah. Um, I might just throw it over to you for a sec. What do you, what, what, what's kind of going on in, in your head and in your world? Well, I do want to throw out there for our listeners that, uh, you know, don't want to hear about this shit right now. Um, I understand that we all understand that just get, we're yeah, going to probably yeah. get to some more fun stuff after this. Um, so just skip ahead. If you're not interested in hearing about, you know, three guys talk about stuff that they really don't know a lot about it. But anyway, um, I, I do think this is going to be a relatively, uh, useful conversation either way. But anyway, um, yeah, what's going on around here, um, uh, I guess I'll, I'll put it for people who live under a rock just in case, um, you know, someone's not informed or someone listens to this much later. But uh, in response to the uh, death of George Floyd, who uh, died while uh, he was being uh, uh, choked, I guess is not exactly the right word, but while a with an officer's knee on his neck. Yeah. yeah. A police officer had his knee on his neck um, for eight and a half minutes. Um, he said, I can't breathe multiple times. Um, and, and he died. And so in response to that, uh, the world has, has kind of lost it, right? Like um, in Chicago, at least there are protests going on every day. There's a curfew at either eight or nine o'clock. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's nine o'clock, but there's a curfew in place where if you're out, then, you know, you are breaking the law. Um, it's an unlawful. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
Um, a lot of these protests have gotten violent. Um, it's hard to say who exactly is to blame for these things, but they have, right? So um, there have been stores uh, looted. There have been uh, uh, businesses destroyed, right? Like a Dunkin' Donuts was burned to the ground recently um, here mm -hmm. in Chicago. Um, there are police cars um, set on fire um, and destroyed. Um, but also there's a lot of very, very peaceful protests going on um, all throughout the city. Um, and um, yeah, I just, I guess my kind of opinion on this is, is I think that like rioting is um, not good, right? Like it's not a good thing to destroy somebody's business, but I do want to be clear in that. I believe that we have, and, and I say we here because I, I also believe in this have been trying to spread a message of things need to change um, for years. And every protest that has happened has been told that's not the right kind of protesting. Um, we can recall Colin Kaepernick's kneeling, right? Where it was like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's not okay. And uh, that was a peaceful protest. And once, uh, let me, let me pull it up. John F. Kennedy said that uh, those who make a peaceful revolution impossible will make a violent revolution inevitable. Um, and I do think that that is some of what we're seeing right now is when you make it impossible to say, these are my complaints, hear me, then people are going to find a way to get heard. And while I don't condone violence and looting, um, I understand it. You know what I mean? Um, the anger in the world is palpable from, from where I sit. And, and I, and I join in that I'm angry. I'm furious right now. There needs to be changes in this world right now. So I guess that's my initial thoughts. Well, I know piggybacking off that, what I don't, I don't think it should be that like, yes, we don't need to, a store doesn't need to burn down to the ground, but a life doesn't need to be lost either. Like, right. There's so many times where this has happened just recently in the past 10 years, even less, but three months it, even. Yeah. Where, where outrage happens, we're upset you hear it all over the news, but I, I mean, working in the news, the news cycle moves on. Yeah. And the next thing happens, coronavirus pops up or a person. I mean, just the news cycle moves on and we are kind of like, okay, it moves on. And then it had three months later, another thing happens and we don't need to keep seeing innocent people and specifically innocent black people dying at the hands of police. I, again, I don't think the same that all protesters are not looting. Not all cops are bad. We've right. Heard that, but a hundred percent. There needs to be there. Obviously, I just think there. it's obvious to me there needs to be some sort of reform. Yeah, I don't think this. And I, I just don't. Under, I don't. For me, it's hard to I've talked to people and like I've, you've you've probably heard so many different why people go. It's hard for me to I don't under, I can't say I understand because you've not lived in those shoes. But I know I've I have talked to people who like have said who's a black father who says they have to talk to their son. They yeah. have to teach their son how to interact with the police officer. So they don't get hurt or killed. I don't. I mean, sure, Dad's probably told us, you know, r respect and obey what the what the law officer says. But I've never been pulled over and thought for even a second that my life is in danger. Right. Never. Right. And that's something that a black person can't say. They they instantly, whether they feel like they have to defend themselves, they're instantly put on notice because you never know what could happen. Yeah. We've seen so many and. And what scares me, and I think something we've said before, I know a ton of people have said, I don't know that this this isn't new. This is just now being filmed. Yeah. It's now being caught on video. Right. I think this has been going on for a long time. And just as much as the videos 
of the the sheriff in Flint, Michigan, who was talking with the the different protesters and wanted to. He said, "I want to walk with Took you." Took off I don't his gear. That violence. I did yeah. have that marked. By the way, is the best thing that I saw this entire week for sure. That was those moments are great. And what really bothers me, and then I'll let you. I'll, I'll toss it over to you, Pop. So what really bothers me is seeing the the movement where all a lot of this is peaceful. It's not as it doesn't get the viral tweets or or catch the the top store because when you're if you're putting a headline on news, the thing that that is shocking video is the 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 how the building being put on fire or the cop car being put on fire. That's what's shocking gets people like to sit down and watch. The shocking thing is not a crowd walking down the street in a very peaceful manner or right. the cops letting them walk down the street in a peaceful manner. Right. You rather what what gets people what gets eyes is. A cop hitting someone or a, a protester that's not actually protesting and it's just looting. And so I, I hope someone doesn't see this that maybe can is kind of thinking, oh, maybe I should listen to some of these protesters. Maybe they have a point. And then the next thing they see is someone burning down the building. They're like, oh, this is BS. This is just looters. They're not even this doesn't have anything to do with Black Lives Matter. I don't want that to overshadow a movement that is necessary. It's important. I think it's yeah. obvious. Yeah. Pops, what, what kind of. Uh, I've never seen protests like this. Like it's been shocking to me. Every time I pull up Twitter, a different big city is having a huge protest, and it's happening right here in my backyard here in Little Rock. I've never. This isn't the first time this happened in America. It happened in L.A. What in ninety two, sixty eight. I know there yeah. was a lot going on. I, what what what's kind of been your thoughts seeing some of this go on, pops? Well, I kind of asked myself. I guess. Three questions. And one, uh, does the death of George Floyd bother me? And <clears throat> it does tremendously. To see that man, you know, there's video of it laying on the ground saying, I can't breathe. Until he almost becomes lifeless. He, I don't well, think he, he died did. right there, but no, he ends up, but he, I, he's, he's not moving. He's from what I read, I mean, the guy kept his knee, Chauvin, the guy's name's yeah. Derek Chauvin, is the cop that kept his knee on. Mr. Floyd's neck for like six and a half minutes until he came became unresponsive and then continued to do so. Um, I mean, I don't know if I need to reiterate the facts, but I know one person said, please check his pulse. And the guy said, I can't find a pulse. And the guy still had his hands in his pockets and his knee on his. That is. And people are calling out. Just let, uh, him, just let him. And he's in handcuffs. He's not fighting. It, yeah. It almost makes me emotional now. I mean, that is Same. sickening. It is. It is. That is horrible yeah. to see. Um, and I kind of think, what, what if that would have been my son or my brother or my father? Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I would want to go after Mr. Chauvin in a in a bad way. Um, I'm I'm really upset with him. I guess the next thought I I came to is is Chauvin just a son of a bitch? I mean, is he a sadistic son of a bitch, or does he have any remorse over what he did? Did uh, you know? Is there something we don't no, we didn't see. I mean, I think that Mr. Floyd did kind of not get peacefully into the cop car. So um, I know, you know, but we didn't get to like see you all said, that. There's always different parts of it. But the cop, the, the original 911 call, I believe, was for forgery of a counterfeit 20. It was a $20, $20 bill. Yep. And oh. there was a store that had security tape that shows him being handcuffed it doesn't seem i'm sure it wasn't just the most peaceful thing because no one wants to be handcuffed but it doesn't seem like he was like swinging or pushing or yeah 
And, and even if he was at six minutes when you're on the, the ground, I mean, just think you've got a 180 pound man's leg on your neck forcing you into the curb. I, I, anybody with half a heart would have would have gotten off the guy. I understand. Subdue the person. I, yeah. I understand that he was subdued. He was not a threat that I could see. So I I don't want to belabor that, but it was, it was just so, it was so distressing to me to see that's all I did. I wanted to get that out. It was so distressing to watch that video. Yeah. And, and I'll add one of the things that we learned back in, what was it? 2014 or something with Eric Garner is I can't breathe is something that people often say before they die of asphyxiation. Um, And for them to just ignore that um, and say, well, you can talk just fine is, I mean, it's sickening. It's just sickening. Well, so so then the second, you know, like I said, is Chauvin a sadistic son of a bitch? And I do know that I've I've read some things, and he had eighteen uh, yeah. complaints against him in eighteen years on the force. Uh, I saw a comment by someone that has knowledge of that and said that's a little over, but I can imagine that each cop's going to get some yeah. complaints. Eighteen in eighteen years does seem like a lot. Um, I think he had two letters of of, uh, of uh, whatever you call it, letters of recourse. Or I don't, I'm losing yeah. the word, but, um, and and so I, I don't know what his situation is. And then the third, what about the riots? How do I feel about the riots that are going on? And, you know, I, I don't like them, but the first thing that came to mind is we want peaceful riots. Well, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. his, his protest was, was peaceful. Yeah. It might've been distasteful to some, but we didn't like that. They and I, I don't like the word they because we, yeah, we. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a black man. I can't understand, like you said, LJ. I can't understand the need to tell my two white male children how they have to act different to cops. And I, I can see now that probably a, an African American father might need to do that. He yeah. probably does. Uh, Kevin said that just to and, throw that out there. For uh, you. Kevin but, said but that. Not the point. Yeah. And. But they needed. We needed to get people's attention. So yeah. while I don't like the riots, the burning of a Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, somebody owned that. That was somebody's yeah. business. That was taking care of of a family, just like I am and y'all are, and helping a community. And, um, and helping too. a they community. They were serving food to a community. You know, that's employing important. people. Yeah. You know, helping the economy. Um, yeah. How how did that help this situation? Well, it it didn't. But I'm, attention needs to be put on this, and I think it has. And Good God, it's got to stop. And I, if I can help, I'm ready. Uh, that it, it's ridiculous, and and I'm, I guess you can tell by my rambling. I'm not sure where my thoughts go, but I am sickened by this event, and something has to change. And I'm ready to help be an agent of that change for sure. Well, and that's something we discussed actually before, and I'm glad we before we we talked about doing a podcast this week, and we almost mentioned. I mentioned should we just lay off a podcast because. No one needs to hear us ramble about idioms when there's serious things going <laughs> right. on in the world. And LJ had a great point. And I was just worried I didn't have the right things to say. And I don't think anyone has the right things to say, but I know the wrong thing is saying nothing. Yeah. And that's the that's the point LJ brought up. And I think that's where I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what's the right thing, but I just know that things need to change. And what really has bothered me, LJ, and this is something me and you talked about off we were record when we were just texting. I don't know what's going on. We all know I'm conspiracy Kevin, yeah. and I'm not going to get too deep in a conspiracy here. But there's weird things going on where, like, 
pallets of bricks are being laid out in in very popular streets around big buildings in Dallas. Like in Chicago too. Documenting. Yeah. In a lot of these big cities where looting's happening, there's pallets of bricks where there's no construction going on, but there's bricks that can easily be thrown through glass windows and start something, start the looting. I don't know. There, there's there's different things. Whether you want to believe it's Trump fans or white supremacists or Antifa, that's far. I don't know what it is, and I don't. Or just opportunist, it. right? It could be just just crazy people who want to see the world burn. That's possible, and that sucks. And that it, they yeah, exist, and it could but. be someone who's like, oh, I can go loot a store and it'll get claimed on. And because especially right now, everyone's wearing masks because. Yeah. There's a freaking virus going around yeah. right now, <laughs> something that we've never seen before. So I don't know what is true and what's not, but I just know there's all the no. We should not loot everybody into one group. That's been my biggest thing is just just because you there's been looting going on during some of these protests. Don't say the Black Lives Matter movement is a bunch of looters because that's just not true. And it's frustrating to see that get grouped at all. And that's been the most annoying thing for me to see. What? And just like that, all cops, and, and you kind of said it, all cops aren't bad. Chauvin looks like he is a, a horrible person. I mean, I, I, I mean, I always want to hear both sides of the story. If he's got yeah. something to say, I, I'll listen. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll listen to what he has to say, but not everybody's like that. I, I just. I know one change that I want to see is. That's great. Let's way, talk about some changes. Yes, please. The way officers, the way we like an investigation gets brought into an officer when you do it with the union. I mean, let's look at, I know a coworker, like not a coworker, but if I have a coworker and we've worked together for a long time, especially if you're an officer where y'all are, you know, a band of brothers and stuff like you're gonna, you, you see the good in that person because y'all are spending a lot of time with each other. There's, and, and when that person does something wrong, you want to kind of defend him. You want to be like, okay, he, he effed up, but let's, let's try to get him through this. Well, you know what? If you, if you put your knee on someone's neck until they die, something something needs to happen. I, I know you want to defend your brother. Like it's just like if me and you, LJ, if you see me do something awful, you're gonna to want to defend me. And I think there needs to be a checks and balances. It doesn't I, need to be a brother that's trying to figure out what you whether you like did something to wrong. It needs to second be a, that, and I think that there needs to be some sort of transparent oversight, right? Where um, it's not behind closed doors where these decisions are being made, but in like an open public forum. And completely transparent. Yes. Just I want to know why they decided this was justified or not. Right. Like I want to hear these things come out as we find them out um, so I can know whether I can trust this system or not, you know, and and just to to hear about like, you know, eight months later, a grand jury didn't indict is not good enough information. You know what I mean? Um, Well, if you're a black person and you see Breonna Taylor gets shot and killed and then the officer goes on paid administrative leave and time and time again, you've seen that officer ends up. We just forget about, it. like I said, the news cycle moves on and we don't report that eight months later, he's back on the job after being on paid administrative leave. That, that's got to be infuriating yeah. to know that justice didn't. And so, I mean, you've heard the quotes, violence is the, what is it? Violence is the voice of the unheard. Well, we didn't want to hear we, I'm saying America, because we, Colin Kaepernick's message kind of got shoved away. We didn't want to hear what he had to say. And so you turn to whatever you know next. And I think I don't think a lot of people believe that writing is the right way, but the peaceful way didn't get hurt because George Floyd died yeah. in a very similar manner. I, I also I don't know what the right way to do is, but I know the wrong way is not listening. And that's what's happened for a long time. Yeah. I also want to uh, uh, say another, where the train was going 
is uh, I don't feel like I understand why if um, if, if somebody kills somebody, it, it, even if it's not murder, but their death is the result of someone's actions and that is caught on film, you have to take them into custody until you can sort it out, right? Like I, I cannot imagine um, a civilian being caught on camera killing somebody and not being taken you're into custody. You're still going to take them into custody. They might be proved innocent, but you're still going to take them into custody. I think that is the right thing to do um, until it can be sorted. And if we don't trust our justice system, if the police don't trust our justice system to have a uh, police officer in protective custody um, for four days while they're trying to sort it out, then how can we trust the justice system? You know what I mean? Like, that's absurd to me. Well, a couple of footnotes that you maybe think of, just by the way, Mr. Chauvin is being held at the Oak Park Heights State Prison, which is a maximum security prison. And I think he's there for his own safety to some degree because I bet he's put some people in that prison. I bet it's not a very pleasant time for him, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, His wife, you may have seen this, has filed for the dissolution of their marriage. Yeah. you know, it, I I don't know. It just this is just such a terrible thing. I, I just almost can't comprehend that this happened. It it just is almost beyond my realm of belief yeah. that this could happen. Um, yeah. So, can I talk about a couple other possible um, things to complement that solution that I've kind of read? I'm not going to take credit for, um, yeah. but I just think this conversation needs to be: How do we get forward from here? Um, that's what America needs to be talking about right now. And and I, as an American. Uh, feel like I need to uh, be talking about that. So um, one obvious idea is uh, the training needs to be universal. Um, I, I'm sick and tired of the idea of, say, the um, Ferguson police reforming, and yet a similar death could happen you know, elsewhere. Like the training needs to be um, similar in all places. I understand that not all places have the same problems, but the idea that the lessons learned um, from this could translate into um, another police department not um, recognizing that this 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 hold is unsafe. Um, it's it, I think that that's unbelievable um, that that we don't have some sort of like universal training for our police officers on how to de-escalate situations, how to use a taser instead of um, a, a firearm, how to uh, uh, you know obtain uh, some sort of peace when somebody is struggling against you without putting their life at, at risk. Um, well, isn't it damning to see how often do we see when there's, and, and usually these people have mental problems, but you see this, these mentally deranged white person going to shoot up a school and that person gets taken into custody with a bulletproof vest on yeah. and, and eased into a cop car. And then a person who counterfeit possibly had a counterfeit 20 goes into custody the way he did. Like we know we've seen time and time again, there, there are good cops and they know how to, Many cops know how to take that person into custody. They just do it differently when there's a different color skin. Yeah, well, and, and another thing on the mention of good cops, and, and I 100%, I think we all uh, subscribe to the idea that most cops are good people. Most cops are better people than me. I think we can we can all agree to that um, on this podcast, at least. I don't know about worldwide, but um, but I do think that if you see a cop doing a bad thing, you are required as a, as a police officer to stop that bad thing. Um, and you know, the fact and that three officers didn't during show. Exactly. Man. And I think that's like something that, that must be taught, um, because it, it clearly isn't natural. 
Um, there's, there's obviously some hierarchies going on where, you know, you trust the word of a superior or something, but if you see something that is wrong, you stop it as a police officer. That's your job, uh, with civilians. And it's also your job with police officers. Um, and, um, so I think that's something, I don't know how you change that, but that's something that needs to change. Um, and then the only other thing that I've thought about is, um, body cams should never be off or if they are, we don't trust the officer anymore then we trust the uh, other person in the party because um, we have the ability to put body cams on every police officer. And I don't understand why so many of these situations happen and there's no body cam footage. Well, in Louisville, and recently in Louisville, they fired the chief of police and then I think three other officers involved when David McAtee died in a protest just recently. Yeah. And the body cams happened to be off during this, this officer involved shooting. There's like you said, there's no reason we put them there for a reason. And if if you're an officer and you're working, which most of them are, if you're an officer and you're and you're doing your job as best as you know how, turn the body cam on. It'll defend you. It will it will prove you innocent if you're doing the things the correct way. There's no reason that should ever be turned off during an incident. And I've got one last kind of thought on something that that should help is we should try to make policemen's jobs better, right? Um, part of the problem is policemen have these really tough beats and they start seeing a jaded part of the world. Right. And, um, and they start seeing people as criminals as opposed to seeing people as people. And I think something that could help that is if we cycle police officers into different beats throughout the week or the month or something like that. So you don't get too tied down on you're working a hard gang run beat. And so therefore all people that look like they could be gang members are inherently more dangerous. You know what I mean? Like, I think that makes sense. Yeah. um, Psychologically, we're doing a bad thing to police officers um, by forcing them into the worst, some of them into the worst situations every single day, day in and day out. That is psychologically unsafe. And part of the problem is that their jobs are so tough. I think that's a fair thing to say personally. I do think you have a point there because if you're in, you just can't help it if you're in a in, in a really tough beat where you see th- this going on. You get cynical. For six months, you just get cynical and you start. It, you can't help. What, regardless of what you want to say, I know like they'll say I don't see color or whatever. You can't help. You're gonna see color. You like I see you and I see a white person. Yeah. And so if I if I for six months see white people shooting people, then I'm gonna I can't help but when I see you in the street. I'm like that thought crosses in my head for a second. And so if you can cycle out that. I, it would help something I want to change something. I, and this isn't in police. This is just in me. And I, I've noticed it in white people. And actually someone brought it to my attention. A friend, Sydney Shane brought it to my attention on Facebook. She, I don't think she brought it to my attention, but she would just brought it to attention. And it kind of, I was like, Oh wow. She, she's not purposely talking about me, but she's talking about me that it's using Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Quotes in a certain way. And I've noticed so I actually put, said something on Twitter when I first saw the writings, riots going on. I was, I, I think in, I had the right thing in mind. I was saying the protesters and the violence aren't the same thing. The protesters and looters aren't the same group. And I put out a quote saying, violence never brings permanent peace. It solves no social problem. It merely creates new and more complicated ones. And if you notice, a lot of white people who share Dr. Martin Luther King say usually do it to condemn riots yeah. condemn violence and it oftentimes isn't the full quote or isn't all the quotes like 
There's another quote from Dr. Martin Luther King, a longer one, where he says, a riot is the language of the unheard, and what it is is that America has failed to hear. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met, and has failed to hear that the large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winners of delays. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. There's just, I think a lot of times we, it's easy for the white person to go, look, see, he's black and he's against the violence too. Yeah. And that, I just think it's easy. And we've seen so many times, it's easy to pull a quote and, and make it your message and I just I, I noticed that I was like, oh wow, I'm yeah. I might not be telling his full story. And even a year before Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated, he he brought up that he was kind of he discussed where he, he shouldn't have generalized violence all committed by uh, black individuals as immoral and bad because it's not always immoral and bad. Sometimes it's like he said, the it's the language of the unheard. So I kind of was like hand up. I, I, I wish I would have done better. And yeah. I think a lot of people could, cause I've seen it as someone whose Facebook newsfeed has a lot of white people on it. I've seen others do the same thing I have. And I don't think all of it is on purpose, you know, and I just don't want to. Absolutely. And I, I think that's a great thing, by the way, I, I want to put this out there. Uh, you know, we've all made uh, poor choices in life and maybe have said things we shouldn't have or done things we should have, shouldn't have. Um, and the best way to fix that is, is not by pretending you didn't do it, but changing. Right. And so that's what you're talking about right now is like, when you realize you've done something that is unfair or unjust, um, own up to what you did and try to, I mean, I think that's something that dad tried to instill in us as kids is like own up on your mistakes and, and try to fix it. And, and I think that that's a, a noble thing to do is to try to fix your behavior. Well, and, and I think it's good to just go. You know, if, if you start hearing something and it kind of, it goes against what you're thinking, whether it be talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron or it's talking about the presidents or it's talking about Black Lives Matter, just because it doesn't perfectly align, you can still listen to it. Yeah. And if it makes sense, it's possible. I know this is a wild thought, but it's possible you're wrong. Yeah. Like, we can all be wrong at times. And I think we're so in tune to just if it doesn't align with our thoughts, then argue it and you don't have to meet everything with argument and especially violence. So just just listen to it. And even if you don't agree with it, just go, okay, well, I don't agree with LJ. Well, and, He's wrong. And maybe, I don't, maybe I don't like spend that. some time trying to clarify to yourself why you disagree with it. You know, and I think that's an important thing to do is when I get into mm -hmm. an argument with somebody, it helps me clarify whether or not I truly believe the thing that I'm talking about. And I think that's an important thing to do periodically is, is try to justify and understand your belief um, but not with just, I feel this way, but like try to try to see it from, um, vast perspective as best you can. Keep your mind open always. Yeah. Always keep your mind open to new things. It's okay to have ideas. been wrong. Always going to be. That's, yeah. So. Yeah. And where this goes from here, I don't know. I, it, it is heartbreaking to see, to wake up every morning and, and see more of this and, I don't know. I don't know what I don't have words to say what's next. I hope I hope we improve and we see change and this doesn't just kind of slowly fade out and then come back. Because if it does, 
the next time is going to be worse. Yeah. And the next time. Well, that's why this is as bad as it is, because how many times we've swept it under the rug and just thought that this dust pile will go away. The rug will eat it somehow. And it doesn't. And and so and I think I speak for all of us. I want to help. I want to do so. I don't know what the right way is to help yet, but I want to help. And I think one of the right ways to help is just talk about it. Yeah. Don't just not blow it under the rug and not talk about it, whether it be a family member that needs to hear it, whether it be a friend that needs to hear it. And maybe they get annoyed by you, but maybe an hour later, two hours later, when they're sitting in their car driving home, they think about it and they at least have an open mind. You know, it, it, it's just, it needs to be an open dialogue because if it's not, then nothing changes. And so that's what I hope yeah. we're doing here. And that's why I, I know I didn't take a whole bunch of notes or anything. I just wanted to talk with you guys about it because I felt like we could be open and talk about it. And yeah. and I hope maybe something we say resonates with someone. Maybe it won't. And like LJ said before, maybe you fast forward through the first 25 minutes of this podcast. You're like, let them, let them get to the stupid crap they talk about. Right. And we'll get we there. Will. Trust me. <laughs> I got a Tiger King question to ask. Oh, God. So, I mean, I just hope if someone hears this, they can at least go. They can open their mind up a little bit if they haven't already. Well, and I think maybe from our discussion, just know that we don't have all the answers, but we take this serious. This is a this is a big deal. Yeah. And and I think we'd all like to help be the change that the world needs. I'd like to have I'd like to play my part, whatever that is, because yeah. this this has to stop. And and I think y'all feel feel that way as well. So 100%. we're just we're just three guys trying to do the best we can and we're gonna keep on. Um, can I throw out this might not make the cut because it is inherently a little bit political, but I do want to throw out just for educational purposes that Antifa is not a group. And so to call them a terrorist organization is one of the scariest things that I think is possible um, to me because it is McCarthyism at its finest. Um, Antifa is a group in the same way that feminism is a group. Like if you called all feminists terrorists, like I'm anti-fascist, I do not believe I, I hate fascism. Fascism is a bad thing um, done by bad people. Does that make me a terrorist? No, obviously not. Right. Um, But Antifa is not a specific group. There are Antifa groups, but Antifa is not a a specific group. And so uh, what makes me nervous about this is the fact that any protester can be labeled as a terrorist if this if this goes through um, and then arrested um, and have no trial because you were not uh, you don't have rights in the American judicial system as a terrorist. You can be put in Gitmo for as long as they want you to be there. And um, I I just think that that is a very scary place to put Americans. It's very threatening and uh, could lead to very, very bad things. And I want to bring up too real quick. I meant to say something earlier. It drives me insane to hear people. I understand that our, our our president has at times condemned the media and is not a big fan of the media, especially the ones that aren't speaking glowingly about him. But your local news affiliates out there are out there in the shit. Yeah. I mean, they're out there when tear gas is being thrown. They're out there when when bullets are being shot, like rubber bullets, mind you. But they're out there in the middle of it and they're trying. I promise you. Just the same way that a lot of the cops are good, I guarantee you, if not all, most of these, lo- especially the local news and, and even even the big news, they're out there trying to give you the message, trying to get let you at home know what is really going on in here and document what's going on. This is what's going to be in our history books is some of these 
whether it's whether it's your iPhone you're recording or our photographer for KTHV or whatever filming, it's the people that attack the media who are out there. These people are out there trying to do a job. Yeah. And they're trying to document it for you. They could easily go because most I know our our station, if you say you don't feel safe, they'll tell you to get away. So mostly people are saying, I'm going to go do this because I want to. I want to get out there and I want to document what's going on. And to see people attack the media and call them all kinds of names. And it just drives me insane because these people are trying to do good for their community. And like you said, LJ, most of the local news stations are giving you what's like. CNN's great. Like CBS is great. NBC's great. They're out there covering the big stores in the big cities, but you want to know what's going on at your house yeah. in your backyard. Yeah. And that's what these local news stations are trying to do. Well, and, and, and most people don't get into local news because they want millions of dollars, right? Like this is, no, you're not making it. You're, if you're a reporter out there in the middle of these protests, uh, let me just tell you, they're not going home to millions of dollars. Yeah. They're going home to their single bedroom apartment. And a lot of it, a lot of times. Yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, I, I guess that's, that's all I really need to say about that is that, uh, the, the motivator is kind of like a teacher, right? A teacher doesn't go to work for the millions. It goes to, they go to work because they want to help mold the future. Reporters want to help. Um, local news reporters want to help you get informed. They want you to know the truth. That's that seems to be, and there might be some bad apples out there. I don't know, but I don't think there, there are, are many. some people that have, there are some people that have a message and they're trying to get their own narrative out. But I guarantee you, most of them are just trying to get the narrative, not their own narrative. They're just trying to yeah. get the story out there. Whether that be great for cops, bad for cops. Oftentimes we're looking for the best story to give you, but we also want to give you the truth. Yeah whether that be ugly sometimes. And I, I just wanted to make that point. And also, even for the people that aren't out there, this is a, a lot of people's work stressful, and especially yeah. during times like this. But this is a stressful time to be a reporter, to be a producer, to be anyone in news, because your hours, you don't have a, a clock in and clock out right now. It's kind of... News happens, you got to be there. On. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times these people are out in the field, they go out to where a possible protest might be and they might be there for nine hours and you can't really go take a lunch because something can happen at any moment. As we've seen, these peaceful protests can turn violent or these violent and or these violent ones can turn peaceful and they want to be there to document both. Yeah. And so just shout out to everyone working in news, because I think sometimes you and it's oftentimes LJ, you sent a text that was really cool. And I just think oftentimes because. The what you hear the negative remarks way more than you hear the positive, even if there's more positive ones. Yeah, you hear those negative ones. They sting. So, yeah. So I just want to make sure if you know someone who's out there, and it might help to send them a text message. Go, hey, thanks. I appreciate you doing yeah. the work you're doing, and thanks. Be safe. Even and maybe just be safe because more often than not, you see the rep, you see the one reply that's like, "Screw you, you're fake news. Quit trying to get your narrative out there." And that is when you come home after a long ass day as a reporter, as a photographer, anybody who's been in this and you, you see that tweet, that's disheartening. And I just hope all of them know a lot more people appreciate your work. Just like the police officer doing a great job. Yeah. The, you probably hear, the you Flint, probably hear the Flint, Michigan sheriff. I mean, should just be lauded as a hero, but there are so many cops like him that don't have that opportunity to. And if you are one of those good cops, cops, I hope you know that people love and respect you um, and appreciate you, even if they don't know that they do. Just like Kevin's saying about reporters, there there are so many good police officers out there. Sorry to interrupt. No, agree. no. Agreed. Good point. I think that's all that's all I really have. I like I said, I hope some of this resonated with somebody. If not, 
if you're skipping to this point, we might get into some stupid stuff now. So, uh, <laughs> um, I did see guys in other big news oh, in Lord. the court. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the latest saga in the Tiger King. Uh. Carol Baskins has been awarded Joe Exotic's former attra- zoo animal attraction over in uh, Oklahoma. Did you see this, Pops? I did see that. God, Joe Exotic's got to be just flipping out, yeah. doesn't he? He's got to be in pain just seeing this. It was his art nemesis. And what tr- you should know, if you've watched Tiger King, the last person you want to get into court with is Carol Baskins because... She's she's pretty good yep. when it comes to when it comes to the judicial system. And they a, a, a federal judge gave Baskin control of Joe Exotic Zoo, which is now run by Jeff Lowe, because he found that the property had been fraudulently transferred in order for Exotic to avoid paying Baskin one million dollars he owed Baskin in a trademark suit. Well, I wonder how he found out that because they documented it in a damn Netflix yeah. documentary. If you I mean, wanted proof that uh, Joe Exotic's not a smart guy, and I hope you didn't need proof of that, uh, there you go. It, it's I just that's the latest saga in this big thing. And now Jeff Lowe says he has no comment and he's not going to uh, file an appeal. And he's just worried about getting his new animal attraction built in Thackerville, which I believe that's not going that well, because no. what, whoever it was that was getting into it with him. Now they've crossed ways yep. and, and don't trust each other. So the saga continues in what is the Tiger King? Good gravy. Mm. Um. Something else, this is something, I, LJ, I could see him have seen this before. I, Pops, I don't know if you have, but do you know much about the, the Google Easter eggs, LJ? Uh, I know some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you search for recursion. Right. Uh, well, see, I didn't know that one. I know if you type in, if you go to your Google browser and type in do a barrel roll yep. and hit search, I might just have, uh, Pops, can you just do it real quick in your computer? I want to hear your reaction. <laughs> so. Go to Google yep. and type yep. in, do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll and then just hit enter. All right. Hang on. Do. Well, it almost came up. Hang on. Go. Ah, okay. <laughs> Did it do its little... There's all kinds of, you can tell it to do a barrel. There's a little thing about uh, the Wizard of Oz where if you type in Wizard of Oz and then click on the red shoes, you're like... Whole browser goes into like a little Wizard of Oz movement. There's a Thanos one. Uh, if you search for anagram, it says, did you mean Nagaram? Um, <laughs> if you search for recursion, also- if you don't know where recursion is, a recursion is when a problem uh, is oh. within the solution. And if you search for recursion, it says, did you mean recursion? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> did y'all hear that? I, no. I- Oh, okay. I, I hit on the red shoes on Wizard of Oz. And, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. What's the What's the one, LJ? I forget what it is now, but you can like type in like old, I don't forget, Google in 1999 or something, and it pulls up like what Google looked like, like your, your browser instantly turns. Uh, I don't know that one for sure, but I know if you search for askew, then your whole screen is a little bit tilted, just barely. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> hmm. There are some good ones. There are some really good ones. Oh, if you type in Google in 1998, it takes you how the, to the, how the browser looked in 1998. It still works the same. It just looks like your computer did back then. So just, just anyone who hasn't seen some of the Google e- Easter eggs, they're, they're neat. They're fun, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. You get down a rabbit hole and start playing. That's amazing. Um, 
let's see. What else did I have to bring up to you guys? The NBA looks like they've kind of moved into, we mentioned like possible things, uh, rest in peace to the World Cup format oh, that the NBA no. was at least thinking about. That's not happening. They're probably leaning towards a 22-team playoff format in which the number eight seeds in each conference will play will be decided by a little play-in tournament, which is going to be cool because like we've watched with March Madness, everyone loves a good play-in tournament. So yeah. that, that'll be neat. I, it looks like from what I've seen, their schedule is like we mentioned starting late, like playoffs start late July and the finals would be around early to mid October. So it'll be right during football season. I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. If, wow. if we have sports, it does. I mean, yeah, we'll see how things go, but it, I think they're still grappling with probably no fans. It looks like I saw someone mention out the idea of what the NBA should do. Since everyone's in the bubble city, right? Or they don't want to call it bubble city anymore. They want to call it campus because bubble city sounds like they won't let you leave, which is kind of what they're doing. But um, since all the players are there, forcing all the players to go to every game. So inherently you see like Giannis on the sideline when James Harden's playing. And if James Harden gets dunked on or crossed, you see Giannis like laughing. Yeah. And so, and vice versa. If, If Giannis gets ripped or something, you see James Harden live. So, so inherently you'll get instantly people being on Twitter complaining about how Giannis sucks or how James Harden sucks. And so they'll be talking crap to each other. Yeah. It'll just make the rivalries a little more fun, make the games a little more fun. Yeah. So, and also people want to see, I, I still think I want them to mic up the players to where we can hear them, but I just don't know how they do it. Like we mentioned, because you're going to hear so much. But put it on a thirty minute delay. I'll be okay. I won't be upset if it's if it's not exactly. Yeah, you won't live. even know. Just put it. Yeah, just put it on thirty minute delay. Well, and you don't have that. to mic up the guys. Just I mean, it's going to be empty mic. gyms for yep. the most part. Just just have the the little the gym. Yeah, like a yeah. boom mic throughout the gym. And you'll hear. You'll hear plenty. Um. All right. LJ sent us. We haven't done any of these in a while, but LJ sent us a few different Colossians through email yeah. and I thought it would be fun to kind of just each one of us pick like we'll end it by each one of us picking a caution and, and just discuss that one LJ I want to let you go first um okay so I'm going to start with uh this one you are presented with a strange challenge someone dares you to back count backwards from 300 to zero if you succeed at the simple request you will be given uh, $25,000 in cash. However, if you misspeak nice. or even stutter and you get any or get any digit correct or make any mistake whatsoever, you will immediately be doused with gasoline and burned alive. Do you attempt this challenge? I, so, got, I got my answer right now. What's your what's your answer? Hell no. I can't <laughs> talk to you guys without stuttering. I well, mean, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, good by stuttering, does it mean like if I go like 98, 98? Not yeah, that's it. That's it. See? But if I that's say like 98, 97, um, 96, like just an um, or is it just like. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I took it. I mean, you're doused with gasoline and burning right yeah. now. That's. I I uh, I say no. I thought no immediately. And then I thought, well, let me just give it a shot because it's, I mean, you know, what's 300 seconds of my life? I'll, I'll get that back easily. Um, And I once I got to 289, I did. I messed up 288. So I got 12 numbers in before I would have been burned alive. Um, Wait a minute, though. Here we go. If someone gives you this challenge, can I with big fonts? I don't like accidentally misread. I'm going to put each letter going down each letter and read them off. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, each number from 300 to zero. You've burned with gasoline three times since you started answering this question. Y'all want to see if I can do it right now? Yeah, let's go. I bet I'll be, that'll be great podcasting. (laughs) Do it. Um, Yeah, my first instant was, hell yes, I'll do it. That's easy (laughs) 25,000. But I also did screw up three times already, just like in. I mean, I even. I guess I probably wouldn't give it. You've got as much time as you want to. You can say 300. 299 like you can think about it as you go like it doesn't say you have to be done in five minutes right i don't know if someone gives me time like someone says tomorrow morning at eight you have to count down from 300 to zero bring whatever you want any anything you want with you you can bring it you just have to do it without having any mistakes i think i could do it but burning alive, being doused with gasoline and burning alive sounds That's awful. Pretty the, terrible. The, the, the risk outweighs the reward, I think, yeah. is, is here to me. I mean, maybe if it was from 100 down, but 300 down, there's what if a it was, good chance. What if it was for like $6 million? What if the reward grew? Does that change anything? You're telling if you're giving me 24 hours to prepare for this bad boy, I can do it. There's no way I can't do it. I'm well, like, yeah, I think for six million, uh, like you were saying, maybe you write the numbers down and you just know I will not utter one. You know, it's three hundred. I'm gonna get three hundred pieces of paper. Yeah, with each number on it, I'm gonna go three hundred. <laughs> Two ninety nine. You can't see this, but I'm, I'm moving the paper. I'm shuffling them, but and I will do it very slow. It might take me an hour, but I will get it without. Yes, I'll do it. I will not. I would do. Will it. not. I don't know that I would, but six million makes it a lot more, a much more possibility that I would do it. Just stuttered. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mine I'm going to go with is, well, actually, Pops, you go ahead. What are you going to go with? Um, Do you have one? I I have one. I'm ready. I can do mine. All right. I'm going to go with the shorter one. Um, And so I guess I'm going to go with the nude acquaintance. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I haven't even read this thoroughly yet, so I'm just going to read it to you. Think of a specific friend of yours, not your best friend, but someone who is A, more than an acquaintance, and B, physically attractive. One day, while trolling the internet, you accidentally come across three nude photographs of this person reclined on a sofa bed. The pictures were clearly taken several years ago, and it's unclear if the, fo- if the photos were casually posed or taken without the subject's knowledge. Your friend looks comfortable, but he she is never looking directly into the lens of the camera. The pictures are not labeled, and your friend's name is not listed anywhere on the site, but you're certain that this is the same person you know. What do you do with this information? Do you tell anyone? I can answer. What do you got? Uh, absolutely not. I don't think I'd want to know if I didn't already know. And I definitely wouldn't want to know that you had seen it. You know what I mean? So I think I would say no, personally. There's no way that I'm not telling anybody. I might like not feel like I should, but there's definitely going to be a moment where I'm sitting there having a beer with another buddy. I'm like, you won't believe what I stumbled across the other day. So like, so like you would tell Lane, I saw Labot naked. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to be like, there is, I know what I'll probably end up doing. If I found it on like a Google search, I'll be like, type up dumb redhead and, <laughs> and see what pops up. And, and I'm probably just going to like trick him. But there's no way. I, I just cannot hide, completely conceal that information. It's coming out. 
Whether I want to or not, it's coming out at some point. So, yes, I'm telling somebody. Well, I, you, Pops? I think I would go tell the person. Yeah. And see. I don't know. That's an uncomfortable-ass conversation. No, but I'd be like, you know, let me just try to think. One of my buddies, say like Bob, you know, like, hey, Bob, dude, um, saw some pictures on the internet, you know, <laughs> just kind of play it like that and see how it goes. And if he's all funny, then I might go tell Jim. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jim will give Bob nine kinds of hell about it. So. <laughs> But I'm going to go tell the subject, say, hey, dude, <laughs> or dudette. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw I saw you on the I internet. like how it was like a physically attractive friend of yours, and we all thought about dudes. <laughs> yeah, we well, did. I think we? we did because it would be more inco- – well, yeah, true. Yeah, even if it's if it's a girl, though, I'm also going to be like, Lane, you will not believe <laughs> what I saw. Uh, I have to share that. There's no – I have to share that with somebody. Someone needs to uh, know. What I have stumbled Well, but across. I do think the idea that you don't even know if they knew that these photos were taken changes that, especially if it's someone of the opposite gender, for me. Um, yeah, like I still don't know if I'll tell that. I, that would I'd, be an awkward conversation. I'd be more hesitant with an opposite gender, I think, than a, than a dude. I'd be like, dude, you know, I'd tell him. But if it was a girl. Yeah, because then you're going, hey, Sally, I saw these pictures of you. And then also... What do you? Like, but I, I think don't the know. thing like, is, like, like, you like, either <laughs> they look good, or but you might should take them down. I think the thing is, is like, this is you. You either know these photos exist, or like, what does knowing these photos exist on the internet do to help you? Right? Like, what? Like, I I just can't imagine a situation where knowing that information makes your life better. Do you know what I mean? But maybe they already know. Well, and if they already know, then good for the. I mean, you know, then you don't have to bring it up to it. Like, it doesn't. At least it answers the question you have. I wonder if this person knows it's yeah. there. Maybe you're doing it for your own good. You're not worried about that person. <laughs> I'm definitely going to tell the subject. I'm going okay. to tell the person. I don't know for definitely. sure I'm telling the subject, but there's no, I know for a fact there's no way I'm hiding that information for the entirety of my life. I am. I would do somebody. my damnedest too, for sure. There's more honor to tell the subject than to go tell everybody else I, but the subject. To, I've never claimed to be honorable. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't a role model. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with, I had what I was going to do, but I've actually switched up. And it's a little bit longer, but I think it's interesting. So, scientists build a massive space station that allows mankind to control the worldwide weather. As a result, there are no more weather emergencies. There are no more droughts or floods or tornadoes, and global warming has been eliminated. However, there is an immediate demand for a perfect day, or for perfect days, rather plural. Because the weather can be controlled, many people want the weather to be nicer and more predictable. A large segment of the populace wants there to be two specific dates, April 22nd and October 22nd, where every place on Earth would simultaneously experience ideal weather conditions for 24 hours. These two days would become worldwide holidays, ideal for weddings, reunions, outdoor sporting events, and any tourism or travel that demands meteorological that word's tough. Perfection. <laughs> Meteorological. <laughs> every, commu- every community on Earth would have perfect weather on these two designated days. However, however, the environmental community claims that this might be risky. There's no precedent for worldwide perfection. Any environmental leaders feared and environmental leaders fear that this could create problems we cannot foresee. 
Quote, it can't be nice everywhere, says Universal Weather Star Al Gore. <laughs> Quote, at any given moment, at least one third of the planet needs to be dealing with semi-crappy weather, end quote. However, no one can specifically prove why this alleged perfection would be dangerous because it's never happened before. Where would you stand on this issue? Would you want perfect, although potentially harmful, days? Yes. Yes. Uh, no. my answer. Yes. Absolutely not. What could possibly go okay. wrong with the first off? You're seeing yourself as the person that gets to take the day off. Um, you talked about you talked about weddings. You talked about parties. You talked about I mean people going to tourism things. So people have got to work, right? Like I am working that day. I have to work the only two perfect days for everybody in the world. So when do that I, might be the day you're getting hella paid though? Because they know they're about to make t- yes. Like, like holiday pay on steroids. Yes, but also, <laughs> yeah. when do I get my perfect day? Right, like it's it's. I think that I want to be get out of the. You choose your job. Get out, get out of your profession. Okay, I mean if that if it's that if that's the way that it is, I I, I don't see it that way. You you don't necessarily have a choice in your job all the time, right? Like my degree is in a certain field, and that field is entertainment related. And I, I say my degree, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, soon. But anyway, uh, uh, it's in a specific field, and therefore um, I am less equipped to uh, be an accountant that gets to take that day off, right? Like it's just not as likely for me because I need to make money on the days where everybody wants to be entertained. And so therefore I'm getting the shit into the stick, and I don't like it. The world needs to bend to my will, is what I'm saying. Well, what, but my. <laughs> You're either way. We already have months or or seasons where the weather's nice and you end up or weather's bad and you end up working more because of it because people want to go to the theater instead of be outside. So why not have the? I I don't see how I don't see the downfall in it. Well, and what about like on the Thursday when most people you know have to work? There's probably a lot of really nice Thursdays or Mondays. Right, but I don't get to spend these special holidays with you guys, right? Like you guys are at the river having a great time. And there's no way I can ever join you, right? Because you have this perfect holiday twice a year where everybody in the world gets off except for tourism and entertainment related people. And so therefore you guys have these like wonderful stories and like all of these fireworks and just these wonderful times out on the river. And where am I? Working. Working. Every (laughs) year. Working. Working. So why would the theater, well, I guess because we said, what I was about to say, why would your line of business, a great outdoors day isn't necessarily. There's outdoor theaters. No, I mean like uh, uh, summer is a big time for theater, right? Because people like to go to these like sort of outdoor venues and watch uh, Shakespeare in the park or whatever. So make sure you take a job at an indoor theater. Well, I'm just, I mean, where the money is going to be is where I'm going to have to pay my rent. You know what I mean? So. If the money is too good to turn on, I mean, I understand that this is like first world problems, but if the money's too good to turn down, then I'm missing out on this time. Whereas if the weather is perfect for three months out of the year, we can just pick a date to go down the river together. You know what I mean? Like that, why isn't, and then we're also not throwing in, we don't know how dangerous this is, right? Like this could be something that is terrible. What could possibly wrong with having the same temperature simultaneously? Uh, If, if the entire globe is having a uh, technically perfect day, then that can mess with every single um, part of our environment, right? Like that can mean that 
Pops, this is where LJ just says something and he expects us to go along with it like he's an expert. <laughs> I'm, I'm not field. an expert. I'm just saying it is possible, <laughs> just, right? That You're not the weather czar, Al Gore. I'm not the weather czar, Al Gore. Um, but it is possible that that means that all like uh, wind on the ocean has some drastic effect, meaning that the next thing that could happen is worldwide hurricanes and tsunamis, right? Like there are things that we don't fully understand, but because the weather is such a complicated thing that if we just change everything to perfect, how is that going to stay at homeostasis, right? Like how is that not going to bounce back the other way in some way that we do not understand yet? <laughs> Plus I got to so, work, damn it. <laughs> so we're not choosing though. However, we're not choosing between whether we have this capability of controlling the weather and not having these like we control uh, the weather. Right. That's what it we says. Still we still get that. control it's just like, the weather. If we days? let the the shit fall somewhere at some point, uh, I mean constantly somewhere, then that does mean that if there is some sort of like valve, it doesn't get uh, too much pressure built up in it. You know what I mean? Like a metaphoric weather valve that like if you've got to have certain amounts of like wind, rainfall, cloudiness, snow, whatever, uh, to keep the planet in a safe space, then, uh, then if you take two days a year and break that, then who knows whether or not that valve explodes metaphorically, of course. How about this? Mm, well, I think you open the valve every Tuesday. So every Tuesday we have rain. <laughs> every Tuesday, rain, rain, rain. Why Tuesday? Just curious. Well, because everybody works on Tuesday. Tuesday's just a, yeah, you don't want it on Thursday. Thursday, you go out and you do stuff. Friday, you go out and you do stuff. Saturday, Sunday, no. Monday, Tuesday, I'm already in a bad mood because I'm working. So Maybe Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, Monday is theater's day off. And most entertainment people's day off. So, well, obviously, we've made it clear that we don't care about uh, the theater people. <laughs> Very clearly. <laughs> no. Well, what if we made those days like universal holidays for everybody? I know that. How would, is that possible? That how can you hold a wedding on this universal holiday? I guess you can't. Yeah. Well, well, you just can't have weddings on those days. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can't but cause again, anybody else to do labor more. on those days, and then that that. But yeah. then, but then, so. But then, yeah, what do you do? I mean, yeah, what are, it's just a day to get outside. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe if that's possible. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. LJ's just being I'm selfish and worried about LJ. I'm definitely a holdout. Um, I say we try it, but I kind of like the weather doing and what it does. It's kind of interesting that you can't control the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that makes the, the beautiful uh, day sweeter if the, the crappy days. Yeah. Lead into now, there's you, your best argument. The beautiful days won't be as sweet anymore because you know you're getting it on April 22nd, you know, or whatever. So You know what? I'll enjoy that cold beer and a game of cornhole out there in perfect weather that I knew was going to be there. Or that game of golf. You schedule it to go golf and it doesn't rain on. Ah, true, but you can... But then, so, so who's going to be the beer girl out bringing me beers beers on the golf course? You know See, what? So I think, you know what? I'll, I'll have to bite one for the team, and I'll get a cooler and put it on my ice chest. I don't need to have the beer girl come and give me beer, <laughs> Pops. Um, this had me thinking, though. Would you rather – you have to choose one. These are two bad things. But would you rather be in a house have to for like a week? You have to live in a house where the AC is broken, but it's hot outside. So you're like sweating all the time. Or – the heat is broken and it's like cold, like really cold in your house for a week. I would have to say while LJ's thinking about that, that I would probably take the heat because you can I, you get frostbite. You know, I can get too cold. I can get cold where it hurts. And but you can get hot where it hurts. But I still think I would. Take I, the heat. I just think like 
sleeping when it's really cold, you can throw a big blanket on, throw some socks on, throw some pants uh, my, on. My immediate question is where do I live? Well, that's a good question because so if I were in where in my previous places that I've lived, I think I would definitely choose the heat because or I mean definitely choose the cold yeah. because it doesn't get cold enough for me to like really I mean I've always even when it's gotten cold cold for me at least I've been able to like I feel like I can throw some socks on, throw some sweatpants on, really bundle up. But if I've never lived in Chicago where it gets down like cold, cold, and it's like dad's saying like painfully cold. Yeah, yeah, 100%. If I live in Chicago, the answer is definitely I need a heater. I have lived in apartments without air conditioners. It's not that big of a deal. It's frustrating for like a week out of the year. And that's about sweating, uh, constantly sweating those sucks. Yeah. But like dying in your sleep also sucks because there's not enough <laughs> ways to get warm. like blankets just will not you freeze to death. Yeah. yeah. So uh, dying in your sleep also sucks. It does. I mean, I there, would was, say. there was literally a day. Was it this last year or the year before that? I think it was the year before that, where if you were outside for more than 30 minutes, you had frostbite. Period. That sounds bad. That does <laughs> that not does sound, sound bad. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limb and say that sounds unenjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awful. And, and like, imagine being like even further north, like Minnesota or something like that. Like Minnesota, Minnesota. Um, that cold is unforgiving. Um, but, but I will say if I live in Arkansas, I'm definitely like, I'll take the, you know, I'll take the 20 days below freezing over the six months of 90 degree temperatures, right? Like that's a pretty easy choice for me. And 20 days below freezing, you might be stretching. There's not always 20 yeah, days below freezing. There might not be true. any on the on that given year yeah. or something. I think you have a point. I think you don't die from it getting really hot. Well, I some mean, people do, could, especially could, elderly people. Could. That happens. You but. could, but you're, yeah. I don't know. In general, I would rather my house be cold than hot. But yeah, we're talking the extremes. We're talking the extreme colds. Yeah. And I I have been at times where, so like back in the day when I was really trying to save some money, when it started getting cold, we would just turn the AC off and try to go as long as possible. And there were times where that bathroom floor was so cold that like my feet hurt when I went to go take a shower and then hot water hit it. Like I had to like ease myself into that yeah. warm water because yeah. my feet were so cold. So you may have y'all may have well, turned but, me over. Are, so it depends on where you're at. You're saying it's not going to be like Sahara Desert heat or Arctic Circle cold. It, it's going to be wherever you live, is what you're saying. Yeah. So I guess maybe That's, the question uh, is best set in a place like St. Louis, Missouri, like somewhere kind of in a pretty middle place where the summers aren't quite as bad as Arkansas, but the winters aren't quite as bad as Chicago, right? Yeah. Because it do get hot down here. Yeah, that yeah. humidity. It, it and, do be getting warm. <laughs> it do be getting hot. Mm. All right, well, that about wraps us up. But LJ, you had one more caution you want to throw out throw out to us before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, right? So you were in a very partic- uh, peculiar rock club. For whatever reason, the manager of this club demands that all of his musical acts must take extensive IQ tests before he will allow them to perform. Tonight, there are two acts on the bill, and they are coinc- they coincidentally both share the same band name, The Industry Standard. Both bands are alleged to be awesome. Sadly, you only have one hour to spend at the club due to another obligation, and the intermission between the two acts is very long, so you can't watch both. You ask the manager which version of The Industry Standard you should watch. I have no idea, he says, but I will tell you this. The first band has had the highest test scores I've ever seen anywhere. 
Each member of the band is technically a genius. One guy scored higher than Marilyn Von Savant. Voss Savant. Conversely, the band playing the uh, playing second had some of the worst scores ever recorded. One member might actually be illiterate. However, I halfway suspect that they were all drunk and mocking the entire process. I can't tell for sure. Which version of the industry standard do you go to see and why? The second one. Second one. one I'm all over the second one. I agree. (laughs) Okay. That was, that was an easy one then because man. Okay. But, but, but the genius ones, like you could be getting, you possibly could be hearing like a group of genius put together some amazing music. I would buy the first one's album. I'd go see the second one live. Yeah, because even if the second one is a train wreck, train wrecks are still entertaining. Oh, they're so much fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I thought about it first. I was like, maybe the first one, because the first one, they could put together some amazing music. If it is like five geniuses together or four geniuses well, together, then, they might be great. The other thing is if you've got five geniuses playing a club and uh, five dumbasses playing a club, like which one's like playing up there, you know, like which one's playing above their level um, and those are the ones that I think are going to be better, right? Because those geniuses are not like, you know, on some great label where they're touring the country right now. Like they're still playing the same dive bar that everybody else is. So I'd rather go see the idiots that have made their way above where they should be. (laughs) So, so we're all signing up to go possibly see this awful train wreck. The illiterate. Yeah. One. So, Mm -hmm. but Hey, give us, give us one more round of Miller light, please. (laughs) (laughs) Free plug there for, for yeah, I was about to say, not even sponsored. Uh, <laughs> I did, I did like that one. I, I, I almost picked that one, but then I, I need my perfect days of weather. And for LJ to be pissed off that we're just enjoying a great day, I, uh, I already far. every time you guys are at the river anyway, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> but what can I do about it? Go to work, you can live closer. <laughs> well, I mean, find me, find me the theaters that can pay my rent. Yeah, uh, I hear you, I hear you. All right. Well, I think that wraps up another edition of the JPP pod. Um, As always, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or on our website at jpppod.com. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Whether you fast forwarded through the first 30 minutes or not, doesn't matter to us. We just wanted to get you something out to listen to for this week. So, guys, I will catch you next week. Peace. 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 Because when I uh, messed up, my uh, recording stopped for a second too. So I want to make sure I get my second hand lined up too. Three, two, one, zero. <laughs> I think I got it, but I didn't even clap. <laughs>